Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the channel. Now, I hope you're all sitting down because today's first story comes from r slash pro revenge. But forget that. It's not important. The story itself is probably the most mental story I've ever read. If you were thinking about clicking off this episode, this is not the one to click off. Yeah, that's yesterday's video or tomorrow's. This one you stick around for because today's first story will shock you to your very core. Trust me. And I have just inadvertently mugged off my other videos, but who cares? This story is insane. Here we go. A dangerous game. This is my first post here. I decided that this may be another method of catharsis for me. I do have many stories peppered throughout my life that I want to share, but this was the first one that came to mind. This one has to do with my childhood and dealing with a psychotic and racist aunt and uncle. When I was a child, I was often assaulted and picked on for being a mixed blood kid, a mulatto, by both my own family and kids in school. There are many things that my aunt and uncle did to me and got away with, which I will share the highlights of later. This story, however, is not one of those. My uncle was the alpha tormentor between the two. Both my aunt and uncle still live with my grandparents, so there was no way to avoid them because I had to go to my grandparents' house after school while my dad was still at work. My uncle liked to play games with me in order to turn me into a fearless pit dog, as he put it. When I asked him one day why he was tormenting me so much, that was his answer. When he said that, the fact he was being completely honest as well as smiling about it, I decided right then and there that this man was my enemy and I would have to deal with him accordingly. If he wanted a pit dog, he was going to get one. After overcoming my shock of his answer, I said, F you, uncle, just F you. One of the games that he loved to play was chasing me down the road to my grandparents' house, which felt like an honest attempt to literally run me over. He'd always do this as I was walking home to my grandparents' house after school. Luckily, most times he ended up just chasing me off the road. The game started like this. He would stop his truck at the end of the road that my grandparents' place was on and rev the engine of his truck three times. That was the signal that the game was about to begin. After the third rev, he would hit the gas and come screaming down the road towards me. I would have to leap off the road to avoid being ran over. After at least a couple of months of dealing with this, I'd had enough. I was tired of feeling afraid of walking down that street. I thought it over for a while before I decided I would get revenge. On the days when I wasn't being chased, I started to count how many steps it took to get to an old stump on the side of the road that was hidden by briars. I'd walk backwards just so I could eye the distance between the end of that road and the stump so I'd know when to run. 17 steps. It would take 17 steps from the time he would start roaring down that road at me to get to that stump. The day finally came about a couple of weeks later. When I heard his truck, I wasn't afraid anymore. I was angry. As per normal, he revved his engine three times, then gunned it around the corner. I waited until he was close enough before I ran as fast as I could up the side of the road and behind the stump, throwing my backpack into a deer trail I could jump into in case my plan failed. Then I quickly turned towards the stump 
and the oncoming truck bearing down on me. As expected, he followed me up the side of the road, too fixed on me to pay attention to where he was going. The next few moments were beautiful. The briars parted like the Red Sea, and to my delight, I saw his eyes go wide as he realized what he was about to smash into. He yanked the steering wheel to the left, his front right tire going over the stump, which launched him into the air. As he flew past me, I could see the look of terror on his face. And, grinning madly, I began to shout insults at him as his truck nearly flipped in mid-air. Instead of flipping though, the truck roughly came back down on four wheels, and he continued down the road to my grandparents' house and parked in the gravel driveway. I grabbed my backpack, ran up the trail, and hid. I didn't come out until after dark when my dad came to get me. I knew the sound of my dad's car, a Datsun B210. So when I heard him coming up the road, I immediately came out, waved him down, and quickly jumped into the passenger seats. My dad asked me, concerned as to why I was out there. At first, I just kept telling him over and over that we needed to go straight home and under no circumstances go to my grandparents' house. When my dad kept asking why, I finally told him what had happened. Without another word, he turned the car around, silently fuming, and drove us home. I don't know if my dad talked to my uncle after what happened, but what I do know is that game never happened again. That game, at least. You know, when I think of playing games with my family, um, I tend to think of, you know, Monopoly. uh, I don't know, maybe Cluedo. Not trying to run over your nephew with a truck. That doesn't really spring to mind. Genuinely, like I don't understand it. I'm just completely lost for words. What was the intention? What's the joy out of doing that for your uncle? What if something goes wrong and you legitimately run over your nephew and kill him? That's you done for life and your nephew is dead. So many questions so little answers genuinely though like that story just completely speaks for itself there's nothing more i even need to say let's carry on with the video selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Now moving on to our second story of revenge. Bully me into selling you my car? You annoyed the wrong mama bear. So, about eight years ago, I was selling a used car. The engine light was on, the AC needed recharging, and the fuel pump or something was out. So, I go to my local trusted sales site. Ad goes up with a few pictures and the words, I work weird hours so I may not be able to accept a phone call. Please, only text me. Yay to working swings and midnights, right? It was actually college classes, but hey, same thing for me. So, a few days in, I get a pretty standard text. Hi, I'm Matt. Is your car still for sale? Now, Matt isn't his real name, but you get the idea. So, I text back that it is. A few standard texts about price, why the engine light is on, who did you get the quote from, I listed an approximate price on the repairs as quoted from my trusted mechanic, and whatnot. Go back and forth. The next day, I get a text from him saying, Are you going to take all your rubbish out the car before you sell it to me, or is that my job? Unwarranted hostility. 
Really? What the heck, man? Now, he's not the only interested party. So I text them back, I'm not selling the car to you, so don't worry about it. I never said I'd sell it to him. He never asked if he was the only interested party and others were arranging test drives already. I didn't need him and his less than full price, partial commitments. And the stuff he was complaining about is three textbooks and a bag I keep closing. Four things. This guy didn't like to take no for an answer and starts calling and texting about how my car's paint is peeling. Yeah, true, but the pics and description said so. And how dare I ask so much, $1,000, for a POS car? I started replying for a time, telling him he wasn't going to get the car, that I had other interested buyers, so he didn't need to worry about it, etc. Then things got personal. This site gave you the option to link to Facebook, so you could post at both places at the same time. So I had. I didn't have my privacy settings turned down as it was still early into Facebook's absolute reign. And I actually trusted them at the time. Silly me, I know. Look, I hadn't anticipated that he'd be able to find my info through the website's post and find my name, my location, pictures of my kid, my mother-in-law's obits, etc. Surprise me, he did. He starts texting me about how I should be ashamed of myself for saying no to him, a muscular dude, and me being a quite round female, okay? Thing is, he'd actually included a picture in one text, and he wasn't the muscular built man he claimed to be. He looked like a beanpole with two ab muscles, so what the F, dude? He asked me if I even knew everything about cars, or if I made the post while on my period so I didn't know what I was talking about. He texted that I should be lucky I was already married, or else he would come to my house and show me how a real man handles a little female dog. Now he got close, but didn't have an address. And the away my address pulls up on GPS, he'd never find my apartments, thankfully. Small side info. Since I was in college at the time and needed a more flexible schedule, I worked as a school crossing guard. Every two weeks or so, we'd go in to sign our time cards in order to get paid. This crossing guard gig was a hire through my local PD. Now, not all crossing guard gigs are the same, but this one was. During one of these visits into the office, I was using my phone while I was waiting for my boss to get to me, my name being low on the alphabets. I hadn't yet blocked the dude as it hadn't been long since this started, and I was hoping it would fizzle on its own. I didn't check my phone in class, choosing to turn it off to avoid ADHDing on it the entire day, and I was often flooded with several hours of texts all at once. What I saw on my phone after I turned it on drove me over the cliff. He started texting about pictures I'd posted on Facebook about my eight or seven-year-old son. He'd just majorly crossed the line. The cleanest version of his text included things like, Your kid is just as ugly as you are. I hope you don't plan on him leaving home to get a wife anytime soon. And how a smudge of dirt on his face from a day at the zoo looked like I'd beat him. I didn't sell you a car and you're taking out your rage by threatening to R-word me and accusing me of beating my kid? Oh, hell no. Apparently, I was loud when I said what I did because my boss stepped right over to me next and asked what was wrong. Great person, 10 out of 10, would boss again. I told her that I was getting these abusive texts from a rando that tried to buy my car. I told her I was about to erase the text and block him, but she's like, no, wait. 
don't do that let me see your phone i'm so happy i didn't end up deleting them because this next part still makes my heart sore i offer and she takes my phone reading all the sick and vile things he texted me she tells me to wait until she's cleared the lobby of the other crossing guards so i do She then tells me to follow her behind the security doors at the PD station, still having my phone. Now, I don't know what's happening, but I liked and trusted her, so I do. I follow her back to her office, where she works on her computer, referring my phone on occasion. She asks if all I have is the phone number or if I got his name too. I tell her I only got a first name and scroll to the text where he introduced himself. A semi-uncomfortable amount of time later, she hands back my phone. Something to mention, my boss isn't just administrative. I didn't know it at the time, but she's actually a full-on lieutenant in the local PD. She came up the ranks from patrol, moving to a position where she exclusively investigated child, elder, or disabled abuse complaints before moving into her current desk position. Needless to say, she didn't take people threatening harm to kids lightly. Now, because I hadn't blocked the number, I still had the text messages with the dude's name and she'd used it to cross-search him and the phone number. Long story short, she knew exactly who he was. She says not to worry, but don't delete or respond to his text anymore. She had it. If it got worse, I should call her or 911 as appropriate right away. I'm concerned and happy she had the situation in hand. I leave and go to class. When I'm back to the office to sign my next time card, two weeks later, I had several unread texts from the guy. I'd filtered them so I didn't see them pop up and I hadn't read them. I had sold the car for full asking price and all but forgotten the entire situation. My boss tells me to wait for her again as she had something else for me to sign and I again return to her office. She briefly explains that what she had for me was an actionable complaint that she needed me to sign from my issue two weeks ago. I remember everything all over again. She must see my face because she tells me not to worry and that she can tell me what's going on more after I actually sign the form. So I do. Now guys, this is the best situation anyone could have asked for. The phone number tied to many people as the provider was known for cheap self-service for those that were desperate for a way to contact people services or employment but with the name matt again a fake name guys she was able to find out who was messing with me she then got a driver's license which led to an address which led to a police report for possible domestic violence fall down the rabbit hole some more and you find out that this dude had five kids by four women and he was in arrears on his child support to them all. He hadn't been paying for over 10 years, and it was in the neighborhood of 30 to 50K, if memory serves. But he somehow, just two weeks ago, requested a title transfer for a new to him, quite fancy old car. I don't remember the kind, but think high-end car show and massive insurance premiums. Being so far in arrears meant that my boss was able to place a seizure order on the car so it could be sold to pay back the child support. Brilliant. One of the baby mamas lives in a state where fleeing child support meant you could have a warrant issued for your arrest. When my boss called the interested parties in that state to see if they wanted her to execute the arrest warrants, they said yes with much haste. 
That was a funny turn of phrase, so I always remember it. One conversation later, and my boss was able to determine that he was using the brother's social security number on his employment forms to avoid child support garnishments. This is all sorts of illegal. So she notified the guy's HR department so it could be corrected. They informed her he would be fired for fraudulently submitting false documents. She then told me that about four days ago, she had executed the warrant on the dude for felony child abandonment and that the state he was to be held for was already en route to pick him up. It carried an eight to 12 year sentence and he still had to pay back his child support. I could have dealt with the comments. I could have dealt with the not taking no for an answer. Even dealt with the cyber stalking. A little. But... When your twisted mind okays you to bring my kid into the picture, you've crossed the line. If you would have stopped at no, you wouldn't be in jail right now. And there we go. Another great story to round off today's episode. Guys, before you go, comment down below. Where would you have drawn the line on this creepy person? For me, honestly, earlier in the story, I was thinking to myself, I didn't say it, but I was just thinking, just block him, move on with your life. But ultimately, as you can see, it's led to a really positive outcome. And if OP had blocked him and forgotten all about it, him being in jail would never have happened. And he would never have seen the repercussions for his horrible actions. So honestly, well done for not blocking him but you get what i'm saying though because for me personally i would have been like i don't want to deal with this bloke just block him and move on but by not doing that he's now in jail for 8 to 12 years would you have stuck it out or would you have blocked him let me know down below op well done for not doing it amazing amazing stuff Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. I really hope you have enjoyed it. In this video, I hope you can see that I've tried to pick two of the best revenge stories that I could have found from the past month or so. I hope you'll agree that they are both top, top quality. If you want more amazingly high quality revenge stories right away, check out this video on screen. Those, those stories in there are honestly the best that I could pick. So watch that if you want more like this. If you are new to my channel and you haven't yet subscribed, drop a like on the video, hit this button, turn notifications on, and I'll see you all tomorrow for a brand new video, same time, same place. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible or anime yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel